0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured, not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History class. Yoda. Let's go places. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots
2: who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN.
3: Good Tuesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. What's happening, Kelly? You got much, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well. What a show today. We got your Drew Densick from uh, Bet the Edge at NBC Sports and, of course, the Deep Dive Podcast. We'll talk all kinds of things with him, NBA, tennis, all kinds of stuff with Drew, as we do each and every time. Mark Borcher will join us. They did the, uh, the Beating the Book MLB Preview Megapod yesterday with the likes of Jason Weingarten, Paul Spohr, and Adam Burke. Not just the likes of, but actually them. Uh, NerdFest. And I mean that in the best way positive, uh, uh, best way possibly, best way possible. Why can't I speak? Uh, But Mark Borchard did not get to join us. So he will join us today for a couple segments. Talk about his favorite season long MLB bets from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert. Always at a hideout. And then Kelly, in addition to Lamar Jackson, next team odds, it's Twitter beef Tuesday on a numbers game. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Chrissy Andrews, my mishpucha, will be here. To uh, set the record straight on a uh, tweet that he didn't care for from uh, Steve Fezzik this past week. And I got a lot of uh, gambling Twitter buzz. And so Chrissy's going to come on the show, and he's going to uh, he's get the truth out. Now, I like both guys. Chrissy is my Mishbucha, and Steve I like very much. So I'm not going to play sides here. We're just going to sort of represent both sides, and uh, people can decide for themselves. Isn't that what news organizations do? You decide. We give you the details. You decide.
4: Yes. That kind of thing? That's, that's what they're supposed to do, yeah. Okay. They're supposed so the, to do, yeah. yeah.
3: In a past bygone era. Yeah. That's what they did. These days, eh, not so much. But we'll do that. We'll try to do that anyway on the show today with Chrissy in studio. That's exciting. Aren't you excited? You sound less excited than I thought you would be. I thought you'd be like, yes, Twitter beef. Because don't you love the hot goss? Isn't that your thing?
4: Yeah, I love the the hot goss. You're like a
3: walking TMZ tabloid.
4: I love the hot goss. No, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. All right.
3: Maybe Kelly subdued because a little something happened on the show yesterday that uh, we should probably bring up first. And that is when I just sort of ruminated out loud about, uh, you know, the MVP market in the NBA and the fact that uh, yesterday was supposed to be the night where the Nuggets playing the Sixers, it could be Nicole Jokic versus Joel Embiid. And, uh, you know, I pointed out the possibility of uh, this not happening. Well, here's the video. Here's how it went. Tonight is the battle for the MVP, if, of course, Embiid plays. The battle for the MVP between Jokic and Embiid, and we wonder how many of these voters, they'll never admit it, but what percentage of these voters are going to base their MVP vote on whatever happens tonight in this game, if the two shall meet?
4: If Embiid doesn't play tonight... I'll drink whatever eggnog anybody brings me from whatever month of whatever year ever. Sweet. This guy is a lock to play tonight. Are
3: you kidding me? Oh, uh, vintage eggnog from the year 2014. <laughs> Coming guy. on for Kelly Bidlin. <laughs> this guy's a lock to play tonight, you said. And, of course, I don't know why you just overrode the cautionary notes. that you. Of course, about an hour, hour and a half after we got out of here, they're like, yeah. What you, yeah, it it was like an it. hour and a
4: half. It wasn't even yeah. that long after the show.
3: That didn't age well.
4: The only thing I'm really disappointed is I, I, I is that I used the L word. You know what I mean? You never use you never use the, the L word. Yeah. Come on. So yeah, I'm an idiot.
3: Um, Can you acquire eggnog, or no, is it just no, impossible? I, as I
4: texted you yesterday? I was running errands. I did. Yeah. I was in Smiths. I was like, let me check if they got eggnog. I'll do this, but I they didn't have any. Egg.
3: So, sorry. So we got to find some.
4: Got a lot of tweets, that's for sure. <laughs> got yeah. a lot of tweets about
1: it, that's for so, sure.
3: So the other <laughs> part in that, besides Kelly just brashly saying this is a lock to happen, <laughs> which of course is the headline from that, and that he's got to ingest eggnog at a r- rapid pace at some point on this show. You can't get out of it.
4: We did. uh, A Buddhist man did have a he did have some good suggestions that it would be the halftime show of me chugging eggnog in between Matt's kicks. Oh, great. When he goes from right leg to left leg.
3: So so in other words, this is never going to (laughs) happen. This is a mythical (laughs) event. It will never happen. Uh, We'll find Bigfoot quicker. So the other thing in that little video from yesterday that got lost in your uh, your guarantees was that I sort of said, like, you know, again, how many of these voters will never know? But how many are, are were basically waiting for that showdown, if you will, to determine their entire year's NBA MVP vote? And if you think that that was an outlandish sort of aside, Kelly, didn't you, didn't you hear from people? Sort of Kendrick Perkins said it mattered to him yesterday. But weren't there multiple people who said? Oh, There's NBA Central. Kendrick Perkins calling out Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is, is uh, ducking that smoke. You cannot sit out this game when it comes down to these matchups. I have a vote for MVP. I'm going to remember this moment.
4: But weren't the, there were a few others who said, "Yeah, yeah." I was on NBA Live yesterday, and it was like it was almost. I don't want to say a consensus, but there was multiple people talking about how this, like I, the, the the him not playing in that game, was. I don't want to say would affect their vote, but it was. It, it was impactful on the vote. And there were a couple of guys saying, hey, we were looking forward to seeing this game to see, you know, how these two top top end MVP candidates would square off. OK, and, and, uh, that was probably the better way to say it. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to put words in their mouths, but that was kind of it. And I'm kind of like, well, so you're really going you know, to let one game? Yes. Like decide so that's, this. Much? That's
3: the only question that needs to be asked. How big of a joke is that? Right. Either way. Whatever your side is in this MVP battle here, or, or whatever bets you have, that it would that that would have such an effect on people. Yeah. Now, now, Nikola Jokic has played six more games than Joel Embiid has. That's starting to bubble up as you know, sort of a broader point of all this. But I will tell you this: I I have said on this show, and i and I hadn't bet it yet until yesterday, but I had said on this show many times: I go, this is sort of you know, on this. We, whether we think we're going to or not, we often influence betting markets here, whether it's a tennis play in a given day, whether it's futures markets, whether it's a guest coming on and, and having a pick, we do have an influence at times on markets, you know, side sports more than, than the major sports, of course. This was, the, this was the mainstream media's moment where it felt like they were all banding together to create seat change in the NBA MVP market. Zach Lowe, Bill Simmons, and even Tim Legler. And I mentioned this last week. I was like, I went and listened to that Zach Lowe podcast about why he thought all of a sudden, a guy who had voted for Nikola Jokic for two years, how he all of a sudden was like, I'm not voting for Jokic this year. I'm voting for, I'm starting to lean towards Embiid. He didn't go, he didn't go all out and say he was yeah. going to do the vote. But he's, his reasoning was he didn't think Jokic's defense was as up to snuff as it had been in the last couple of years. In other words, his broader statement was his offense is unassailable, but in the last couple of years, his defense was good enough. Not this year. His defense isn't quite good enough. And the stat that I will never forget that he brought up is he was really bothered by the fact that Nikola Jokic had, you ready for this, 47 kicked balls. (laughs) I'm not even making this up. Kicked basketballs, let's be clear. So in other words, the year before, uh, Vucevic had the most in the whole NBA, 14 of them. And so the fact that Jokic had 47 of these to date in the NBA was really bothering Zach Lowe because for him, it was a representation of lazy defense. And I'm like, "Um, I think that's a good defensive play, quite frankly.
4: Yeah, there is uh I, there's been a lot of interesting stuff with some of the NBA media media guys cuz JVT's but JVT and I've been tracking some of this stuff and he he texted me one yesterday where Tim Bontemps keeps really leaning into this he said this multiple times where the Vegas odds have these wrong. And he was he said this about defensive player of the year and he said it about MVP. And I don't know. He he says it in this angry tone of, I don't know if he just doesn't like that they're hanging odds on awards. Or is he implying that the people he talks to, because he's one of the guys that helps shape these markets every year with his straw Mm polls, People he talks to, is he saying that the favorites shouldn't be favored? And that's where well, that's I'm, what
3: it sounds like more that's, than anything.
4: That's what I think
3: it sounds like. Gil. He, he so might where, have anger behind it, but we don't know that. But that's what it sounds like at a at a base minimum, right?
4: When, when you hear it flatter, that's what it sounds like. And so I don't know. I think I think he doesn't think Embiid should be the favorite, like he has been over the well, past.
3: Well, so years. this was my point because then and and Legler, by the way, after hearing Low and Simmons and others, and I, you know. I could only think it was precipitated by that, where Tim Legler then comes on the air and he isolates one defensive play that Joel Embiid made against the Cleveland Cavaliers where he, you know, I can't remember who it was that drove through him and then Embiid on a dime jumped and then reversed and made a block. Like it, and, and, and he gushed about it, you know, in, just with this gravitas, like, oh, no other player in the league could have made this play. And it was just, they were just piling on this thing. And I'm like, has Nikola Jokic Have we just, like, lost our minds that this guy, the stats that you give, Kelly, are always the best. The difference between him being on the court and him being off versus Embiid being on the court and Embiid being off, it's unassailable that he is, by definition, the MVP. And yesterday, I finally went ahead and just put my money where my mouth is, and I bet Jokic at plus 130. I bet him at plus 130, and now as we're looking at the current odds at DraftKings— it's basically a coin flip. And Beat is plus 105. Jokic is plus 110. Giannis is 5 to 1. And let's just say that March 22nd, which is last Wednesday, if I have that correct. Yeah. So six days ago, Jokic was plus 250. So again, this is one of these things where, yes, should I have betted then? I actually said out loud I should bet it then. Shouldn't we be betting Nikola Jokic? I didn't get around to it, but I'm happy to take the plus 130. I'm happy to take anything. That's plus money or coin flipper better, quite frankly, on this. What's the stat, Kelly, if you might?
4: Yeah, right now. So right now, updated on-off splits for Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Uh, Joel Embiid on the court, uh, plus 11.9. Nikola Jokic, plus 28.
3: On and off the court. Yep. I mean, what are we talking about here?
4: They, they are over 20 points better you know, uh, uh, on offense, 100 uh Points per 100 possessions when Nicole Jokic is on
3: the court. Or, by the way, it should be pointed out, is Giannis the one we're all sleeping on? With the He's the best comment. player in the world. Yeah, maybe we are. But Embiid over Jokic just because three guys got together and we're like this cabal of, oh, no, this is why. No, no, I, I don't, like don't buy any Jokic of fan. it. I don't buy it. We'll come back. Drew Dinsick on the other side. Numbers Game Visa, and the Sports Betting Network.
2: game on v the Sports Betting Network.
5: It's time to download
3: Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling prompt, call one A little update, Kelly, on some of the uh, bets made on this show here of late. Dano Mataya came on this show from uh, HerHoopStats.com. Spread the floor, HerHoopStats.com, to give his uh, futures plays in the uh, women's basketball tournament. And he gave out Virginia Tech at 40 to 1 to win it all. The Hokies are now in the final four. Well, that ain't bad. How about that? That ain't bad. Now, they're still 11 to 1. You could still jump on the, uh, the Hokies bandwagon at 11 to 1. He got them at 40 to 1. He recommended. Some people who heard our show got, a, got, her, uh, got Virginia Tech at 100 to 1. We heard as high as that number. So they're in the final four, but the Goliath that is South Carolina still in it after they beat Maryland yesterday. Um, so your girl Caitlin Clark plays them next. Whew. Iowa versus South Carolina, whereas LSU takes on vatech. So those futures for anybody who has them getting very interesting. so if if, if vatech can get by LSU, then you can work really well with those tickets against South Carolina. South Carolina is still going to be a big favorite, but there is probably a money making situation there. But that's go- what
4: we got up next is South Carolina Iowa. That, that, that's yes. like a that's a must watch for me. Actually, I'm not that big of a women's basketball guy, but Caitlin Clark, I could watch her play. That's all your day. girl. Yeah, I could watch her play. all Forty point triple double. Forty
3: point triple Ooh. double. First ever in women's college basketball. She could shoot. She can play the game. So good on everybody who's got the Votek tickets. And then we here on the show last week was it last week? We got a, the weeks blend into each other now. I think it was like yeah, it was last week because this is right when Iga Sviatek when Iga Shviontech pulled out of the Miami Open and J-Rod, shout out to J-Rod, because he was the one who alerted to us when it happened, and I immediately said to everybody, grab Sabalenka, grab Herbacchina. Grab the numbers on both of those ladies right now. And they were both like, they were like 5-1 to one and 6-1, to one, I think, respectively, with Iga still on the board. And the books were slow to get on this. And we weren't even pigs about it. We made one bet. We waited another 5-10 minutes. We made another bet. Well, they're in the quarter's Starting today, two of the quarters being played today, two tomorrow. Rabakin is a minus 1,000 favorite in her match today. I think she's playing Trevisan. And then uh, tomorrow, Sabalenka, 500 favorite, or thereabouts, uh, in her match. So right now, quarterfinals, two matches for each of those ladies to get to the final where we will be in perfect position. So hopefully that happens for everybody who uh, jumped on those bets. By the way, tennis bets today, we lost yesterday. So we've had a great Miami Open. The last two days, though, uh, we gave a couple units back on a couple dogs. We had Taro Daniel against Emil Roussavori a couple days ago. Emil Roussavori is like my Irvin Santana, Kelly. And by that, what I mean is, when I used to back Irvin Santana when I bet baseball every day, he would just be a gas can. He'd be horrible. Then when I would fade him, he would be Cy Young. He was, the, he was my nemesis. He was the one guy I could never figure out. That's Emil Roussevori for me. And yesterday, by the way, Barbara Griceva, who had plenty of chances against, uh, against Kvitova, she lost 7-5, 7-6. She actually was up a break in the second set, so we lost that one, also a big dog. But today we're backing Roussevori is my point. So disclaimer, God help us. Because we want him to be good Irvin Santana today.
4: On Tuesdays, I always bet tennis players with four U's in their last name. Do
3: you, four U's. Four U's. The man is Finnish. A lot of U's. When you're finished, you're allowed to have four U's. So I'm, ba- I'm backing Emil Roussevori. I got him at minus 143. It is a chalk fest uh, today on the men's side. Men's are, men are in the uh, final 16, the round of 16 Uh, And the ladies with the two quarters, but it's generally a chalk fest. We'll see if Drew Dinsick has a a play or two in tennis. We bring him in now from both NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast and the Deep Dive Dinsick classic that he does with uh, his buddy Andy Molitor (laughs) at Whale (laughs) underscore Cabra. How you doing, Drew?
2: I'm great, man. Uh, yeah, what a match that uh, Rusevori van de Uh Good one for the uh, to be the announcer in, right? You know, yes. like uh, I, yeah, I, I really can't imagine uh, you know getting tongue tied. They, on should, that be, one, they but, should be. They uh, should be required yeah.
3: every time each player hits a shot <laughs> to say their last name. So they should just go Rusevori van de Zansloop. Rusevori, just do that the whole match.
2: Yeah, Botic versus Emil. Yeah. Botic Botic versus Emil. Do you have Bot- any plays? Any yeah. plays for you today? Didn't take that match, but it looks like the market is in strong agreement with you. Rusevori is out to like minus one fifty six. Um, I, like I took uh, I took Holger Rune at a dog price. He's Ooh. drifting also. Um, this is a little spooky. Cause you know, a guy, when you see a number open as a dog and you're like, are you kidding me? And then it goes to an even bigger dog price. It's like, oh, there's an injury. I don't know about it or something. I mean, Taylor Fritz is a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's our best American tennis player. And there's a decent margin between him and the next best guy. But uh, you know, he's riding a little bit of uh, you know, the high of performing in California where he always plays better. Um, I know the court speed at Miami is playing a lot faster than you know years past yes. however you know Rune is just his movement is so superior uh I have a tough time figuring you know seeing him not find a way uh into most points in this match so I think Rune is absolutely alive at the dog price I think I got him at 140 something let me see if that's still available before I uh you know go go hog on this before one. Yeah. Plus you, one before you lie to us yeah. Drew yes yeah plus yeah. 142 still bettable yeah. um absolutely I, and again I, I make that match basically a coin flip uh and if it wasn't in america i think i would have rune as a meaningful favorite uh, um the uh on uh andre rublev yannick center match should be pretty good uh i although i do like center to come through that one in straight sets uh, i bet him at uh minus one and a half sets at plus 144 um, and then I like Tommy Paul to hang in there Uh-oh. early Uh-oh. versus Alcaraz. I think over nine and a half games in the first set is a good bet. Uh, I could see that one going, uh, you know, going a little longer than people expect. Interestingly enough, um, there, there's only one player who has solved a uh, Carlos Alcaraz in the last year, and it's Tommy Paul. He has the one head-to-head win uh, in the one time they went uh, you know, they faced, it was at the Canadian Masters. I think that was in Toronto, not Montreal, but either way, very similar conditions. Uh, and I think, uh, you, you know, you could see a tie-break in the first set there before ultimately our Alcaraz comes through. Alcaraz, really, they, they gave him quite the test here. Uh, he's going to have to go through Paul, and then Rune, and then Sinner, uh, and then Medvedev uh, on his court speeds that are much more in favor of medvedev than what we saw at indian wells so uh if alcaraz comes through with the championship here i think you have to even if you had elevated him pretty aggressively after seeing him in indian wells i think you have to take him up again uh if he wins this title
3: do you have him to win this as we did i had him in indian wells as well and and you did do you have him here in miami because i do
2: No futures outrights at all for me in the men's. And part of the reason is uh, you were responsible when you got the Ego News. I went hog wild. Uh, I deployed as much capital as I felt comfortable in the futures market on the women's side. I'm heavier Sabalenka uh, than I am Rabacana. Um, and then I took a bunch of long shotters just in case, uh, they're all done. Uh, so need, need, uh, need one of those two to come through. And honestly, you look at the draw now, it, I, I don't see how that doesn't happen really. I agree. Um, they are, they're playing so much better than the rest of the field. Jessica Paguli you can make a case. She's showing you something, but, uh, really, after that, all the rest of those on the list are straight. sauces to the two uh, Titans, as far as I can tell you.
3: Yep. I would agree with that. Um, Anything, have you made any football bets of any kind? Ooh, yeah, I'm sure I have. have.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have a couple of uh, interesting ones. Uh, The one I think is probably the... uh, 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 the most controversial or at least least amount of agreement and the market did not come with me at all. But, uh, you know, when the Lamar Jackson news broke that he was going to get the non-exclusive franchise tag, I fired away on some Falcons 100-1 to just in the kind of the mindset of this is a team that, you know, automatically becomes the uh, you know, the top rated team in the NFL or the NFC, excuse me, uh, if they make the move for Lamar and, you know, instead they deployed their capital trying to rebuild in the, in the mold of the Eagles. As far as I can tell you, they're just, you know, going with, uh, you know, talent in the trenches, their own drafted talent on the offensive line, and then just going out and getting every warm body for the defensive line. Uh, I like their move, getting Bates in there as safety. So I think ultimately you have a Falcons team that has one of the better defenses now on paper uh, in the NFC. And I think uh, they, they believe at least Ritter is a guy that can show them something that's hurts like, and ultimately they probably, you know, I like them to get to the playoffs this year. Uh, I think ultimately they probably, probably have a Ritter stinker in the playoffs this year before then, uh, you know, taking a next step forward, uh, you know, the, the following season. But uh, I like Art Smith as a coach. I like what the Falcons did in free agency overall in terms of putting talent on that roster. And the NFC right now is as weak as I've ever seen it. And, and I just, I can barely wrap my head around how bad this is. Your San Francisco 49ers, who may be starting Sam Darnold. Week one are your NFC favorites. Yeah.
3: What's more ridiculous, Ritter and Heineke? The Falcons not going for (laughs) Lamar Jackson or Washington with Howell and Brissette not making a play for
2: him. I mean, they're all equally ridiculous. I don't understand what's happening.
3: I don't either. (laughs) We'll come back. Maybe we'll talk more about that. But NBA as well, Drew Dinsick joins us. Kind enough to join us for a second segment. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: March Madness might be winding down, but that doesn't mean there isn't still plenty to bet on. Baseball's opening day is just around the corner. Matter of fact, 48 hours from now. And VSIN Pro has you covered with our MLB betting guide with power rankings and best bets. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. This year's upcoming Masters betting guide will break down every golfer in the field, plus futures, bets, and matchups. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for only $19 at vsin.com. Slash subscribe that's veasan slash subscribe. We always joke about a Veasan plus plus subscription. Here we are uh, off air. I uh, I'm trying to figure out how how many generations. <clears throat> pardon me. <laughs> this song spans. But a couple weeks ago, I guess it was right in the middle of March Madness. Right, the first weekend of March Madness. Bobby Caldwell died, and, and Kelly, you had no idea what that name, who that name was, oh, or man, who that referred he, to.
4: I didn't know he passed away.
3: But everybody, so there's a, he did the song "What You Won't Do for Love," and you and Sean behind the Sean McCollum behind the glass. You guys are younger. You guys are in your thirties. I'm like, I want to see if you guys know who what the song is, and of course you do. Mm-hmm. And later, after we do Twitter Beef Tuesdays with Chrissy, we'll see if he knows the song.
4: Yeah, I just watched a video of him performing it live amazing ponytail in the 80s
3: i guess you what? wonder where i've been we're getting to your part kelly ready
4: <laughs> yeah before I we were going, to
3: find love within your people, part go the,
4: the part that people really need to know at home is yeah. before the show how you were you were directing me, <laughs> directing it, me so you're like i'm singing You're like now sean go
3: <laughs> you were you're were hitting it good uh, i'm sure Dinsick knows the song drew how you doing man back with Dinsick, who's like where has this show gone how you doing man
2: oh i'm doing well uh and i thought uh thought kelly was gonna go with the uh the norm mcdonald joke i didn't, didn't even know he was sick uh but uh he yeah that 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 uh yeah that any time you veer into the uh, uh the 80s r&b I'm, I'm tuning in to hear your certain sort of your tales so, thank you thank uh, you very more, much more of that it's a whole nother show it's a whole nother show
4: thanks for coming inside the love zone yeah <laughs> that's right
3: thanks for coming inside the love zone what was I going to ask? <laughs> oh, that promo talked about the Masters. Have you have you made oh, no. Masters bets yet?
2: Uh, I have a couple of Rory 10 to ones. Um, nice. there was, there was some buzz that he absolutely obliterated the course when he was out. These he's been doing, if you didn't already know, and I have for all, I know all of them are doing this, but Rory in particular has been aggressively practicing. Uh, he's kind of maybe the most familiar with the changes they made on hole 13. Uh, he's got a couple of new, uh, new tools in the bag that apparently are working out well. Um, you know, I know he didn't, bring home the hardware and the Dell match play championship. But I thought his play there was pretty impressive in general. So uh, Rory would be my horse if I was going to only have one for the masters. Um, and, uh, but I'm just excited for it, man. I, I, I don't even it's maybe the one Event on the sports calendar where I don't really need gambling skin in the game to just be able to ob- sit down That's and absorb the entirety
3: pilot. of
0: it. Yes,
3: <laughs> you know, I agree with that comment. So there is nothing I said it yesterday. There's nothing more enjoyable than just sitting on your couch. And maybe this is all of us getting older too, right? But I, I used to like this when I was younger too, and just watching the Masters. And you're right; it might be the only—not that we don't have bets on it—but it might be the—but <laughs> it might be the only thing that doesn't require it.
2: Yeah, there there'll be days where like the featured groups, that's kind of my, my, my Thursday Friday, my favorite part is not not like trying to find your favorite player and watch them do like the 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 key holes, but the featured groups you get such a good feel for the course overall cuz you get to see every hole. Uh you get to get a good feel for a golfer maybe you didn't know about because you hear them talking to their caddy, you know, you get the insight. Uh that type of stuff to me is just invaluable. I absolutely love it and uh you know, it's just sitting down and watching a featured group uh play the entire eight on, uh, on Thursday is a is, uh, joy.
3: Alright, let's go to the NBA because I want to get you to chime in on this. Uh, for those who don't know, Drew Dinsic is holding a Mike Brown Coach of the Year ticket at, at a bajillion to one. Which, which I believe is on the ticket. It says a bajillion. It only times. feels
2: like it only feels like a bajillion.
3: Yeah. Are you, by the way, we were laughing at you. Yes. Uh, last week when you were on, cause you were like, I don't know if this Mike Brown ticket's going to get home. And Kelly and I, after you left, were like, okay, I get why he's saying that, but come on. Do you still, do you still have that gambler's doubt where you're like, I can't say it out loud yet?
2: Yes. And no. I mean, I was being somewhat sincere though, because I know you were, the Kings were losing some ball games, and they were doing it not, in, you know, in unimpressive fashion. And like I know, you know, that the I'm I'm pretty scarred through the last couple of the cycles in the NFL with uh, the way the recency bias tainted the end of the award cycle, um, you know, and you end up with these you know, you you make smart you make plus EV plays preseason and early in the season uh, that have massive equity as you come down the home stretch, just to see, a, you know, your player get run down because Brian Dable beats the Indianapolis Colts, hundred to three or whatever and, you know it's like this is ridiculous like there's the recency bias taints all of these awards so aggressively that if you know mm-hmm. the kings if they slipped from the two seed to the four if they lost the pacific which you know if they lose out their you know lose out the remaining portion of their schedule was a realistic possibility last week i thought then uh yeah Mike, people are going to find reasons to not vote for him uh, even though you know <laughs> The Kings breaking the yeah. cycle of not making the playoffs the longest, the longest cycle going in professional sports. If you had not already heard that hmm. the Kings are about to break the longest cycle hmm. in professional sports of not making the postseason. season wow. Did you know about uh, Mike yeah.
3: Tomlin? Have you, have you heard about that?
2: <laughs> oh, Mike Tomlin. Is yeah. he, uh, I mean, I know he's a good coach. I feel like he's got a winning record <laughs> every year. I mean, you know, he's he, that, that guy, that guy knows how to coach, yeah. um, but no, I mean, it was, it was somewhat sincere because. You know, the, the, the end of the season matters so much for all of these awards. And, you know, I think, you know, if you want to talk a little bit about the MVP race, which yes. is maybe the most interesting thing going. Well, that's like, that's exactly I, what I was going to bring I, up because yeah.
3: that's how we started the show. From,
2: far from decided.
3: Well, so that was the thing. So yesterday, by the way, again, in case you missed it, Joel Embiid, about an hour and a half after we were off the air, after Kelly boldly proclaimed that there was no chance Embiid would not play, uh, it was announced <laughs> that Embiid would not play. Uh <laughs> And then, so he's got to drink a bunch of eggnog. But then, uh, you know, uh, Nikola Jokic goes out and drops another triple-double, 25-17-12 in the Nuggets, 116-111 to 111 win over the Sixers. So it looks like the Sixers are not going to win the Atlantic Division. There was a moment mm-hmm. where you thought they might. Uh, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets are going to be the number-one seed. They never really flirted with not being the number-one seed. And Nikola Jokic, in the process, just uh, messes around and throws up his 29th triple double or as the kids call him Kelly trip dubs sure. 29 of them
4: then, so by I, the way this graphic has moved to uh, five more cents this is now Nikola Jokic the favorite plus 105 Joel yeah. B, plus 110
3: and and so Drew I bet I bet Jokic yesterday at plus 130 I finally just put my money That's where good. my mouth is yeah. I'm like I'm betting him cuz I don't I didn't buy into the Zach Lowe Bill Simmons Tim Legler you know of assault on Nikola Jokic where do you stand on it
2: so the, I mean, the assault on Nicole Jokic goes lo- well past that list. Yes. Um, the, uh, and it's, it's, it's for a really stupid reason, um, I agree. Yeah, there's so many angles to attack this. Uh, but um, f- before going anywhere, I got, we got to give Kelly a little bit more uh, shade here. <laughs> yes, we uh, do. Ke- <laughs> Kelly, were you aware? Were you aware that Joel Embiid has dodged Jokic in Denver every regular season going back to 2019? Yes, I, yes I was. True. <laughs> this yes, is not a new thing. This is not new. And you still were very confident he was going to play. Okay. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's tremendous. You should no, just have just made all, it more every... direct. True. You should have just said, <laughs> were you aware that Gill
3: in the sentence before he's brought it up, said he might not play twice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It was the, the, everything about what the Sixers did in the last 72 hours has been very weird. I don't know why they played and beat in Phoenix. That was a terrible decision. Uh, he, he ran him into the ground in that game. He was absolutely, you know, struggling up and down the court in the fourth quarter. If you watch that, um, Making him play the back-to-back Warriors, Phoenix two deserved losses, and then right into uh, you know a, a matchup with Denver where they pull all of the rug uh, out from under the team on the eve of the you know on, on the eve of tip, but whatever. Um, I think in be these cases in the most trouble here out of these three players that are realistically being considered. Uh, and it's not just because of not playing against Jokic, it's because the Sixers are realistically yeah. in the fight for the three seed yeah. right now. Like they could very much, very easily get flipped by the uh, Cavs for the three, four. Uh, and honestly, you know, Embiid, uh, he deployed so much energy after you know Harden got hurt uh you know a week week and change ago uh in that little stretch there they've come down the home stretch here with one of the more difficult schedules uh their easiest game remaining is at the Hawks otherwise they get Bucks Celtics Nets Heat uh, Mavericks Raptors and Haw- you know Haw- these last seven games like they they are going to finish uh with a whimper uh, the MVP voters are going to hold that against him, uh, and you know the case against you know the case against Jokic is. Uh, I think a little bit of a problem for anyone holding a Jokic ticket because there are people who literally are not going to put him at the top of their ballot because they don't want to see him get three straight MVPs mm-hmm. considering how little he's accomplished in the postseason. And that's a terrible reason not to vote for a guy who has been, in my opinion, the most important player in the regular season this year. But what that does is that opens up the door for Mr. Giannis I, to come and steal this MVP. I think he is the best be right. player. Yeah. On the best team, you said you said that the Denver Nuggets have the one seed locked up, Gil. That's a mistake. They are the two overall to the Milwaukee Bucks, yes. who can absolutely put some space on the rest of the East this week. Giannis gets a head-to-head win against the Celtics this week on national TV, and then the Sixers on Sunday. I think he is very live for the sword. Yes,
3: conference versus league, of course. But I think you're right. Sure. Like yeah, I, right think, I, I think I yeah. think that might. I believe it was LL Cool J, Kelly, who once said, the sneaky, freaky brother sneaking in from the rear. And I think it might be Giannis. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. Hey, best luck, guys. Coming back with Lamar Odds next.
0: Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort, and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability. Meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
5: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break.
2: The numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. It must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, Nevada. Or New York. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, numbers game live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Still to come, Mark Borchard with his uh, favorite Major League Baseball season-long plays. We'll go through divisions with him. Then we'll go through player props. He's bet some awards as well. Was not uh, able to join us on the uh, Megapod yesterday that we did with Spore, Wine garden and Burke, which I, was just awesome. I was gonna say how'd it go? It was oh, great, it was fantastic, Good. fantastic. Got a lot of great feedback from it. Um, and it was just, it, it's great being around people who love baseball because it feels like it's a dying breed. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully, the rule changes will uh, correct that to some degree. Um, and then, of course, it's Twitter Beef Tuesday on a numbers game. Chrissy Andrews, my mishbucha in here, wants to uh, talk about a Fezzik tweet from this week, from this weekend. Oh, yeah. Twitter beef Tuesday. <laughs> can we come up with a musical jingle for that?
4: Yeah, I don't think we're going to have enough no, time. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You can I do can one ju- on the fly. I could just sing it in the background. Yeah, no, you
3: for sure, you should. I'll just um, stand in the corner of the
4: studio. What yelling. was this
3: what was this Elon Musk thing you just heard? What's that about?
4: Oh, I don't I don't I it, it was the the tweet with the link to an article. So oh, I didn't so. get to the article, but uh
3: Kelly does not read So something gentlemen.
4: about upping the charges for for u- utilizing Twitter.
3: Oh, no. Well, we get tweets. Yeah, we get tweets. Final edition.
4: <laughs> we might have to pay it. start That's paying right. a dollar to submit them every time.
3: <laughs> Ray Pierce, can we just have Kelly stand on the road with a sign that says I made the dumbest guarantee in the history of sports media. This is where you planted your flag rather than drink, drink stale eggnog. Let me just be on the record. This is not Kelly's coldest take ever. We oh, should, yeah, it's We not, should go, not at all. Yeah. We, we should go back about a decade plus. When an actual Twitter uh, Twitter handle uh, by the name of Cold Takes Exposed, I freezing, believe it is freezing cold, freezing takes, cold yeah. takes. Pardon yeah. me. What was your comment, Kelly? Uh,
4: it was uh, it was before it was the NCAA tournament where Kawhi Leonard uh, was playing in, and uh, I was uh, maybe very very invested in Florida State basketball at that time. Maybe. Chris Singleton, if anybody remembers him out there, great small forward for FSU basketball, and uh, we were heading into NBA draft. I believe my tweet read something. To the likes of, uh, if I were an NBA GM, there's no way I, w- I would be taking Chris Singleton no, no. over Kawhi Leonard.
3: No, no, no. It's worse than that. Don't sell yourself short. You go, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how it begins. That's how you start. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Chris Singleton... Uh, for, for the record, I loved Chris Singleton, too. But anyway, the freezing cold takes guy plays it every year come NBA draft oh, time. Oh, he, he retweets
1: it. You know.
4: i, I talked to him. He, he's a guy who lives down in South Florida. I was lucky to interview him one time. He was like, oh, it's it's like secretly one of my favorite ones. He's like, whenever someone mentions Kawhi Leonard, I just bring it up.
3: Uh, Joe Nigro, can't wait to see Kelly Bin Laden chugging eggnog. Hashtag Embiid. Bill Hooker, if eggnog isn't available, substitute buttermilk.
4: Yeah, oof. There's a lot of people sending home recipes. I know you can make it at home. I'm not drinking that the
3: home stuff. Okay. Have you ever had homemade eggnog? I've never I've never had eggnog. I was going to say, I know you're not an eggnog. Do you guy. know why I've never had eggnog? Because the words eggnog, eggnog. don't sound you know, good to I get me. It. I get
4: it. But the homemade stuff is even, like, it's, it's more what you're thinking. It's more eggy. Like, it's
3: eggy. I don't want egg in liquid form, and I don't want nog in liquid form. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Joe Pompliano, by the way, kiss the degenerate, thank you for pointing this out to us. Joe Pompliano tweeting that ESPN says 37 out of their 20 million brackets picked the final four correctly. So not a perfect bracket. We're just talking the final four, but 37 out of 20 million, million, that is.000185%.
4: I heard that I heard that stat the other night they were talking about on ESPN. I'm still shocked there's that many.
3: Me I, know, too. I know that
4: you're talking just the final four, not a perfect bracket. But that's—I'm still shocked. There's that many that had this.
3: Stephen Vegas has offered to help. He says it's a lock. I can find some Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog at a local liquor store. It'll have fourteen point seven five percent alcohol, and I can bring it tomorrow. Might as well get a get a little while doing this. Right? Uh, challenge accepted, Kelly Bidlin?
4: Yeah. See, that was the one. That was the one tweet I did read. I'm mm. so, I'm sorry. The homemade stuff I'm skipping over. That's the one I read where I said, "Crap, he's right." Like that—that is, I know where that gross mix is in the liquor store, and it's—it's always there in the liquor store.
3: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and on and on with this. This is also uh, J Rod. I have Jokic plus six fifty, and plus four hundred, and Embiid plus six fifty. Should I add Giannis to try to hit one of them as MVP? I think the answer is yes. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I think I think I think Drew broke it down really well. That was uh, I don't think I think this is still a three horse race. So you got to keep that in mind with your betting, right? I don't think you should be um, you know even even if somehow Embiid and Jokic keep kind of flipping favorites, don't think you can just sit home every day and grab you know Jokic at plus one ten and Embiid at plus one twenty and start racking up these bets. So there's, I think this is definitely a three horse race.
3: Tom Collins what time will mr andrews be on the show it'll be eleven twenty-five, eight twenty-five pacific uh, so halfway through the uh, second hour and then uh, uh others peter watry i got 101 on va tech actually really enjoyed watching the past two games first ever time to watch women's hoop a great part of being a recreational better new sports absolutely and by the way the the, the twitter feed is overrun with people who made virginia tech bets based on Dano's appearance, Dano Mattaia's appearance here on the show a couple times. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that.
4: Yeah, that's great. The, the one last thing I want to say about MVP real quick is mm-hmm. just keep an eye. The MVP, or, or the Embiid thing, is a little concerning to me, just because he, if anybody remembers, he had those comments before the All-Star break about essentially how he was playing hurt and maybe needed to consider taking some time at some point um, and, I mean, that's why I was shocked. He, it, Drew broke it down, but that's why I was shocked he didn't play in this game yesterday because they, they had him play in a back-to-back over, over the weekend. He played through that, so why would you put put him in that position but not have him ready for this big of a game as we had last night and then for him to sit during that, I, that, that, that waved a flag to me of maybe there's a little bit more concern here for Embiid than just a game off.
3: We brought up Lamar Jackson on multiple occasions. You can bet on his next team. And so, out of the uh, interest of thoroughness, we point these out. Lamar Jackson's next team on the heels, by the way, of the Colts GM Chris Ballard, having brought up yesterday, is that we got to explore every option. Got to look into a trade here, perhaps. So the Colts are the short shot as a result, largely, of those comments by Chris Ballard. These courtesy of DraftKings. Colts are plus 250. This is, as Kelly likes to point out, if not with the Ravens, right? So if he remains with the Ravens, it's all refunds. Um, But Colts plus 250, followed by the two teams we just mentioned with Drew. The Falcons at 3-1, who currently, again, have rostered Desmond Ritter and the great Taylor Heineke. And then the Washington Commodores, who are seemingly going with Sam Howell and 11 completed forward passes career, and Jacoby Brissett at plus 450. After that, it gets pretty interesting because when you ask people, "Hey, what, you know, what, what are some of the other teams?" He wants to play in Miami. Yeah, it might solve your Tua problem simultaneously. The Dolphins are eight to one. The Lions, who Jared Goff has been playing fantastic for. What if you added Lamar Jackson to the Lions? If you added Lamar Jackson to the Lions, they're instantly the short shot to win the NFC, maybe, along with the Niners, perhaps, co-favorites. Like, they shoot right to the top, 8-1. to one. And then there's the Titans going back to, in the Ravens, you know, in, you know, in the Ravens conference, the Titans at 10-1 to 1 because, I mean, they've been a quarterback away on, you know, in many seasons in recent history as well. Then everybody else longer than that.
4: Yeah, I don't I don't know if you're if you're the Titans, how do you just not think that one simple thing? Right? It's
3: I mean what, it, what has caused us not to get to the promised land? Right. Hmm, if I could only put my finger on it.
4: <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, look, everybody on that let on that one side of the graphic, it's like this is where we I'm sorry, this is where we- we've been going crazy about the collusion stuff because it's like, oh yeah, Colts were good, Falcons were good, commanders weren't good. Lions, we're good. Titans were good. Really? Like really? Yeah, well, a quarterback of Lamar Jackson's caliber, that's not taking your team to a next level?
3: I've said it from the beginning. If the Commanders got him, I would be over the moon. Over the moon. And I, I I really do think he I keep an eye more on the on the Dolphins situation.
4: As you broke down, like I think there's something there that could make sense for both teams. Maybe not in ideal situations right now where they they could help out a lot.
3: Yeah. John Harbaugh, again, on the record is saying, we're still planning for our offense with Lamar. That's what he said yesterday when Lamar sent out the tweet uh, that he had requested a trade that predated the the uh, Ravens tagging him. And by the way, if you're wondering about the Jets at 20-1, to the Jets publicly stating, now taking our time with uh, Aaron Rodgers, no interest in Lamar Jackson, if you take him at their word. Which, you know how that goes, lying season. But I, I would take the Jets at their word. Let's get some baseball in. Mark Borchardt, season-long bets, numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
5: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game.